welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Welcome, everyone, to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. Today, we have Marla and Chris and Craig and Matt and Dennis. Good to have you guys today. Any... uh, Feedback or questions from uh, Sensei's visit last week? Sensei's birthday today. Really? Yeah. So happy birthday, Sensei. I know you'll be listening because I know this is one of your favorite podcasts. So happy birthday. <laughs> he did say he likes us the best of all his groups. He did. I think it's because I was hosting. I think that's kind of what he meant. No, yeah. right. I think it was because you were buying his book, right? Yes. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I had an email from Amazon saying that they're still having difficulty sourcing it. So I don't know if it's, it's obviously not been released in the UK yet. So um, I may need to go to a book specialist to get it shipped across. So you got to remember, too, when Sensei talks about the Tao, he's talking about the Tao in respect of, in regards to Zen. Right. So he's not explaining what this is what he thinks it means, as in just someone looking at the Tao through a lens of Zen. A lot of times, you know, what, what he comes out with is different from what we might in the same conversation. Uh, I feel we're fortunate to, to hear him every month. Hope you guys get something out. What's our email, Marla? We haven't mentioned it lately. Wisdom56321 at Gmail. Okay, Wisdom56321 at Gmail. Okay, thank you. Oh, there's the Facebook page if you want to get involved. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Craig. Join the Facebook page. We'll let you in. And you can actually join in with the meetings. You can join us. And thank you. It's And it's called the Tao of Our Understanding Facebook page. Yep. It's, it's the exact same as what's on the podcast. So the exact same exact same graphics on the podcast. We've kept it simple for everybody. So just press join. We'll let you in. And then you can join in the fun. We still have the 9 p.m. Eastern AA meeting nightly. You can get there by Zoom, aameetings.com. It's, seven, it's 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we, we're going to have our one-year anniversary on the 15th. One year. It's amazing. You guys gathered right away at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, I, I got in front of that, Marla, and I didn't. Re- I knew that we were going to need it because I'd stopped going to my local meetings. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it worked out really good. And we, we, we hit 100. And the room locks at 100. You can't have over 100 people in there. So we're at 100 at least four nights a week. So if you want to come, I'd suggest getting there a few minutes early. And if you if it is bumping 100 when you try, uh, just sit for a few minutes and wait because it usually comes right back down within a few minutes because people come in and out. So is that something you're going to keep going after all the, all the meetings start up again? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's We turned it over to a group conscience back in May. And so now it's an independent group do their own thing. I don't even go to the group consciences anymore. So yeah. I just let them run the whole thing. I found myself <laughs> pulling the strings and trying to control it. So I quit going all together. I can see that happening over here as well. Just a lot of people just going for the, going for the online meetings as well. I think, it's, I think it's a great way of doing things. I still like men person meetings, but I think just having that connection just anywhere is great. So it's, it's a fantastic way of doing your recovery. 
I think so. And I was trying to remember back what the first topic was because I'm chairing the night, the anniversary night. And I think I'm going to, I think the topic was how do we find gratitude in something that's unacceptable? Like, you know, the COVID, the pandemic and all. I think that's how I started the meeting with the first meeting was that as the topic. So that, you know, to toward gratitude with what was going on because everything was changing. You know, and nobody knew what was going to happen. Who knew a year later? We thought the meeting would last a couple of months. You know, we'd be done. <laughs> I thought the pandemic would be, yeah, that's a few days. No big deal. Well, you know, mm-hmm. at the time we didn't know, you know, no. and so, uh, but now we have people all over. We have different people chairing every night from all over the country. And people, our, our average sobriety with our chair people is probably 10 or 12 years, maybe, maybe 15. I mean, we've got some really good sobriety, some really good meetings. So check it out. If you're so inclined, great and yeah. small is our uh, story today. Marla, would you read for us? Sure can. It's pretty long, so buckle up. When we look at things in the light of Tao, nothing is best, nothing is worst. Each thing seen in, seen in its own light stands out in its own way. It can seem to be better than what is compared with it on its own terms. But seen in terms of the whole, no one thing stands out as better. If you measure differences, what is greater than something else is great. Therefore, there is nothing that is not great. What is smaller than something else is small. Therefore, there is nothing that is not small. So the whole cosmos is a grain of rice, and the tip of a hair is as big as a mountain. Such is the relative view. You can break down walls with battering rams, but you cannot stop holes with them. All things have different uses. Fine horses can travel 100 miles a day, but they cannot catch mice, like terriers or weasels. All creatures have gifts of their own. The white horned owl can catch fleas at midnight and distinguish the tip of a hair, but in bright day it stares helpless and cannot even see a mountain. All things have varying capacities. Consequently, he who wants to have right without wrong, order without disorder, does not understand the principles of heaven and earth. He does not know how things hang together. Can a man cling only to heaven and know nothing of earth? There are correlative. To know one is to know the other. To refuse one is to refuse both. Can a man cling to the positive without any negative? In contrast to what it is seen to be positive. If he claims to do so, he is a rogue or a madman. Thrones pass from dynasty to dynasty. Now in this way, now in that. He who forces his way to power against the grain is called tyrant and usurper. He who moves with a stream of events is called a wise statesman. Kai, the one-legged dragon, is jealous of the centipede. The centipede is jealous of the snake. The snake is jealous of the wind. The wind is jealous of the eye. The eye is jealous of the mind. Ku is said to, to... Ku said to the centipede, I manage my one leg with difficulty. How can you manage a hundred? The centipede, the centipede replied, I do not manage them. They land all over the place like drops of spit. 
The centipede said to the snake, with all my feet, I cannot move as fast as you do with no feet at all. How is this done? The snake replied, I have a natural glide that can't be changed. What do I need with feet? The snake spoke to the wind. I ripple my backbone and move along in a bodily way. You without bones, without muscles, without method. Blow from the North Sea to the Southern Ocean. How do you get there with nothing? The wind replied, true, I rise up in the North Sea and take myself without obstacle to the Southern Ocean. But every eye that remarks me, every wing that uses me, is superior to me, even though I can uproot the biggest trees or overturn big buildings. The true, true conqueror is he who is not conquered by the multitude of the small. The mind is the conqueror, but only the mind of the wise man. Marla, let's, uh, let's start at the beginning and just talk about parts that speak to us, maybe, because it's a lot of text instead of reading through it again. Uh, if that's okay with you guys, uh, maybe first page, first little section there. What speaks to you out of that section, that first, that first little stanza? Anything? In a nutshell, that we're like, we're all the same. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, and we're so tiny. And it looks here that nothing is best, nothing is worse. It can seem to be better. Mm. It seems better. Then we start our, because we're comparing. Mm -hmm. The grass is greener. The thing I, the thing that came to my mind with this was um, that we each have our own dimension. Um, We can't be measured uh, against anything else, really. Uh, it's it's another way of saying that we each stand on our own as our you know as a worthwhile and worthwhile being. It's all relative, is what they're saying, right, Chris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you, Craig. Mm-hmm. You have some. I'm oh, sorry, you had more, Chris. No. Okay, Craig. Yeah, pretty, pretty much the same. No, nothing is best. Nothing is worse. So when you're looking at things in the light of the day, we know by now that things just are. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just it's that's just the way it is, um, and it's how we put our own perception into it. And I think that's why he's he's kind of stuck when things are looked at in the light of the Tao. Because I'm sure if he had have, if if he had have wanted me to to label something, he would have says um, when we look at things the way that Craig does, then things are either going to be best or you know. So I think it's it's, it's taking our personality, our personal consciousness out of it, um, and just realizing that things aren't good, bad, they just are. Um, each thing seen in its own light stands out in its own way. I think it's, I think it's really saying that everything has its has its own beauty, everything has its own potentials. Um, it can seem to be better than what it is compared to, than what is compared with it. Um, I think it really depends on what you're comparing it with. Am I comparing my day one with somebody's day 50? You know, obviously things are going to be completely different. So I think it's all about perspective and, and keeping a balance there as well. But just really appreciating the fact that it's not up to me to judge. I think taking the judgmental side of, judgmental side of Craig out um, is, is what that first part's asking me to do. Thank you, Craig. Matt? 
Oh, you're muted. muted. I think I'm just rephrasing really what other people have said, but it's, it's like, there's a purpose for everything, and everything has its purpose. And its purpose is only part of a greater whole. It, the whole story put me in mind for some reason of the story of the stonecutter. And it also made me think which is a greater, the surgeon or the cleaner? Yeah, they both have their part. If a surgeon is operating in a dirty a theatre, his work is wasted. You know, therefore, there's a place for everything and a purpose. That's it. Thanks, Matt. Anyone else? I was thinking too about that is teaching us that we're not unique that uh, you know this comparing that we do that divides us uh, is not the solution you know because mm -hmm. we learn that we're all one we're all the same mm -hmm. and if we're thinking we're the same that we're like two hands on the same body then you know we're, we're not going to be as quick to judge we're not going to be as quick to attack or or nor need to defend either one. And then, of course, you know, the uh, the recovery quote that goes with that is, for me, is Alpha 418, that he found that alcohol was the best thing that ever happened to him was going to be an alcoholic. It proves he doesn't know what's good for me. And if I don't know what's good for me, then I don't know what's good for you or bad for any uh Good for me. I don't know what's good, what's good or bad for you or for anyone. So I'm better off if I don't give advice. Don't figure I know what's best. I just accept life on life's terms as it is today, especially my own life as it actually is. Stop the judging. Good. I like that. I didn't see the judging in it, but that's. Uh, I really like that you're seeing that. I just saw mainly that you can't have one without the other. Right, that's a typical Tao thing, mm -hmm. uh, and and we put all into measurements, which doesn't really mean anything. Besides yeah. that, you're doing it as you can judge, and you're closing your heart from a, yeah from a connection. That's pretty good. That was all. Because nothing's best, nothing's worst. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anything else from that stanza, or we'll move on to the next one. This next one talked for me just that everything has a gift and a purpose and a use. And that if we judge something as being useless, we're missing its gift. So the question is not, how can I judge you? Which used to be my question for everything. How can I make you less significant than I am? You know, how can I make myself smarter than you? And you know it, you know, to, what gift do you have to share? What gift am I missing here? Yeah. What gifts are there to share? Everything has a gift to give. You know, it's it's something that I've struggled with my whole adult life, my whole work life, which I've, I know I've talked to you guys about, of, of not feeling like... Um, like compared to my family members, I'm not successful like they are. And my husband always hated the way I worked. He, like to him, I if I wasn't making, you know, 50 grand, I'm not working. And I felt less than 
because of that. But then as I'm spending some time alone with myself, realizing I have things that they don't have. Is this kind of what we're talking about here? I have, mm-hmm. I have things they don't have that are just as good, if not better. That's, not exactly, better. Right. That's exactly it, Marla. Yes. Okay. Because, yeah. you know, we can either go on both sides of that fence. I can try to make myself better than you or less than you. Either way, I'm dividing. And I've always taken the less than if, if I was ever working, you know, I, I would always like try to be less than the person I was working for or working with. No more. That's good. Anyone else? Yeah, it's just that when we so when we get comparing ourselves to others, like um, in terms of our salary, um, we would be getting off of our own true course. Uh, we wouldn't we're not being ourselves. Um, we're a lot more effective as, as ourselves than when we measure against somebody else, too. I've always told, uh, tried to tell my uh, stepchildren that they really should follow their course, do what gives them a passion rather than go for a salary. So, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. My father did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. He did the very same thing. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's really good. Just what, mm-hmm. just what Marla was talking about there with the, the comparison. We all know the same um, comparison is a stealer of joy. Mm-hmm. And something's just clicked in me. It doesn't just steal my joy. If I'm comparing myself to other people, sometimes it steals their joy as well. Ah. And I'd never, I've, I'd never looked at it that way before. As in, you know, don't compare myself to other people in terms of I'm better than them because it's going to steal their joy. Is, is you know, probably it's probably going to steal their joy worse than it's going to steal mine. So I've just that's 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 just clicked with me. So it's so going to hide the gifts you have to give because they they can't use your gifts because. You're sitting there comparing. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, if, if I have the gifts there to, if I have the gifts that I'm, I'm there to give freely, they're not. I'm not there to. I'm there to act without expectation. You know, I'm not. To, I'm not there to belittle anybody. I'm not there to tell anybody they're doing things wrong. I'm not there to tell anybody they're doing the recovery wrong. They're working the wrong program, or you know, I'm doing this and it's working for me. You know, everybody has to find their own thing and. It's, I think it's just important to realize that my actions can harm others. And it's not just a, it's not just things that I say viciously, it's, it's things that I can say innocently as well. Thank you, Craig. That's good. That's great, Craig. Yeah. Craig got his one attaboy today. So let's, Chris, let's make sure not give him too many. He, he don't, you know, he'll start comparing. He'll start comparing. You know, we don't want that. <laughs> I think you already did that, buddy. <laughs> that statement. <laughs> okay. To to know one is to know the other. 
He's talking about heaven and earth to compare. I guess it's the good and bad, all of that, the yin-yang. To refuse one is to refuse both. There's a Tao quote that says, for the wicked man, don't cast the wicked man away, just cast away his wickedness. Not the man, the wickedness. So in other words, you don't judge the man. You, you, Marla? I'm going to have to say this is this is a tricky kind of thing not to judge the man, but to judge the action. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're talking about? Like, what? how do you separate the two? Be, especially in this day in age where, you know, men behave badly towards women. Oh, that, that didn't before. They just started doing that. Oh, no, they've always done it. We're just we're just, you know. Now you're getting back at them finally. You're just yeah. turning back the flashlight back on them and you pigs, you know. Yeah, as, but, as an evil man or as his actions evil. Right. So so like somebody like Bill Cosby, who was a fine, fine comedian. Do you discount all of that because he turned out to be a rapist? That's a very good question because he did some brilliant comedy. He really, really did. I heard on a podcast that um, that he had some weird requests, and I think every people who get in power uh, somehow they they tend to to uh, to feel that superiority and and that it's okay, and especially to women. Oh yes, that's, that's been going on. Powerful men who who think yes, but rarely do you see somebody that works for for sixteen ninety five an hour or less that's going to go in there and do the same. Um. I don't know. Good observation. I understand that. I think. Mm. How, about, how about this? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Did you have something? Well, I was just going to add. They'll just go down to the next bar and do it instead of doing it in yeah. the workplace. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. How about this quote from the March 11th Touchstones Daily Meditations for Men? Life is much calmer when we remember that who we are and what we do are not the same. Mm. Yes. That's you, you talk it in your ego with that. And I've, I'm trying not to say anymore when I'm, I'm, I am a carpenter or I am this. So, so putting my name into some, something I am this, I'm that, uh, that's already there. I'm identifying myself with what I'm doing and, and that's really not it. I'm just doing some stuff. So that's, we're here to share our gifts. Mm-hmm. You know, and the more I identify myself and try to puff myself up or or condemn myself and judge myself by not doing things perfectly, doesn't mean that I'm it's okay to, you know, to to hurt people or to do the wrong thing. It's not okay. Mm-hmm. But just because I mess up doesn't mean I'm a mess up. You know, that's the whole point in recovery. We learn that Marla. Yeah, you can say exactly with recovery. I'm an alcoholic. It doesn't mean that that has to be my whole life. That's not what defines me. It will not define me. No, never. So if we all have a gift, then the goal is uh, for me is to, to surrender enough to where I can see my gifts and then share them. Chris? Yeah, on the other hand, so the message I've been hearing 
quite a few times lately in AA meetings is um, that you're judged by your actions, not your thoughts. Yes. Um, it seems like that's at first a contradiction, I guess, but it's um, assuming that your thoughts are your innate uh, person. So I'm not sure. That's interesting. Your thoughts aren't real, though. Your thoughts aren't real. This is the quote I think you're referring to, Chris. It's actually right after what I just read. The next sentence. Before AA, I judged myself by my intentions. Uh, yeah. While the world was judging me by my actions. And what I have a tendency to do is to judge everyone else by what they do and judge myself by what I intended to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, because I know what I'm thinking. I don't know what these other people are thinking, but I judge them purely on what they physically do. I don't know what they're thinking. If I knew, I probably would have a different opinion because they probably intended something to happen different than did too, you know, or whatever, you know? So that's, uh, that's interesting. I didn't. But even that we're saying that we we're saying that we're judging them by their actions. We're still saying we're judging them. Yes. By their actions. So we are still, we're still trying to separate ourselves from from the, from their from their abnormal behavior or what it is, right? By what they're doing, which is kind of oh, that's interesting. I don't know; it would probably be better, but it's so hard as a human being, and that's kind of we we can accept dogs and plants so easy, but when it comes to other human beings, it's like what? <laughs> right? No matter what, I don't know. It's a hard one to uh, to master and love everybody where they are. Well, it just starts with trying to to do that in the moment with the next action. You know, we don't have to do it forever. We just we just learn to do it right now. You know, yeah. Matt, you have something, sir? Yes, uh, I just wanted to say, don't judge all men by some men for one thing. <laughs> uh, but my first thought, I'm not responsible for my first thought. And I firmly stand by that. I have thoughts pop in my head and I don't know where they come from. I don't control what I think about. Uh, to quote my favourite poet, if my thought dreams could be seen, they'd probably put my head in a guillotine. I think some weird stuff. And I can't help that. I'm not responsible for my first thought. It's my second thought or my action on that first thought that defines my nature more. It defines me more. Uh, so for that, I am accountable. I'm not accountable for that thought. Uh, so that's what I had to say about that. Good people do bad things. Bad people do good things. Uh, don't. I try not to judge people. Uh, if people want to judge me, that's not my business. It's theirs. Um, but I try not to judge human. No, I try not to. Anyway, that's all. Thank you, Matt. Craig. We had um, we, we had an issue in one of the recovery groups that I worked for, and it was um, we showed a Jordan Peterson video, and it was loosely based on the topic that we were discussing. 
and there was a lot of there was a lot of kickback from the females in the in the group saying he's a he's a narcissist, he's 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 a sexist, he's this, that, and the other. And but there was none of that portrayed in the video that was was shown. So there was a lot of people judging judging what he what he was doing on his past comments. And I think if we look at some of his comments, some of it were maybe taken out of context for for, for what we were talking about. Um, but does that mean that I have to discard all the good things that I've that I've gained from his works? I, I think the guys, I think I think the work the guys does is absolutely fantastic. Um, but I think it just highlights that going back to the first stanza. Just because if, if I look at something from my perception, maybe I don't like it. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean to say that that's right. Um, I, yeah, I, I like what Matt says. Bad people do good things, and good people do do bad things. So I think it's it's really perspective, and this this may come as a shock to some people, but I don't always agree with what Buddy says sometimes. I know. Imagine that. But you know what? I don't think we could have the level of conversations that we have if I did agree with them all the time. Because maybe maybe I'm seeing something from a completely a completely blinking perspective. I'm not seeing things from a, a, a bigger view. Um, and sometimes Buddy has to say things that I don't like for me to get my my, my way of thinking back mm. to the mainstream way. So you know, it's, it's, um, I think it's how we how we take things as well. I think we seem to have this culture of people that just get so easily offended by just the littlest thing. We have something going on at the moment with our royal family, and you know, just all this stuff that keeps coming up is like, stop being so offended. Um, I don't mean to offend anybody by by saying that, but just stop being offended. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's how we take and how how, how we, the perspective that we're taking out of it. Um, sometimes the intention that we've got behind it as well. Do I just want to be argumentative for the sake of being argumentative? Sometimes. Thank you, Craig. I think thank you. I say thank you anyway. <laughs> Talk about it tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Do you agree with that? <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes, yes. <laughs> maybe I do, maybe I don't. Uh, I was looking at the next stanza. Talks about the uh, <coughs> the tyrant taking by force power by force, and the wise statesman moves with the stream of events. You know that's really what we're learning to do is move with the stream of events rather than take by force. You notice it's not. It's who they're called. It's how everyone else perceives them by how they do it. Mm. The tyrant is he's called a tyrant and usurper. The one who takes by force against the grain. Mm -hmm. And he's called a wise statesman mm. when he moves with a stream of events, which is the Tao. Mm. I think I think that's describing the Tao moving with the stream of events, standing on what is moving, going with the flow, you know, all of those ways of saying the same thing, standing on what is moving is just incredible to me. That speaks to me so well that I just stay still till I see what's going on. Then I step in that direction. Oh, that's moving. Okay. That's where I go. Anything else on that before we move to the next page? 
Yeah, sorry, some, something just jumped out. It's um, just back to what we're talking about, about the good and the bad man. Just uh, It reminded me of verse 27 of the day. What is a good man? A teacher of a bad man. What is a bad man? A good man's charge. The teacher is not respected and the student is not cared for. Confusion will arise, however clever one, however clever one is, the crux, the crux is mystery. Um, and just we talking about weapons there as well. There, there, was, there was one of the verses that talk about... Um, but not showing weapons, people people living right by the doubt rather than intimidation and, and, and war. Thank you, Craig. Anything else there, guys? Okay. How about this story about the dragon? Seems to me every animal just thinks the grass is greener. They're just not content. To lack of contentment is what I see. Y'all see anything different? It's all comparing and uh I really like the the statement that the centipede said. Yeah. I do not manage them. And and so to me that's adding a adding something to this above what you what you were just saying. It, it's saying that um you know some management is an extra effort to to control them. Hey. Not going with the flow. I thought about something, Chris. Every one of the animals that was admired showed humility. I hadn't seen that before. Look at this. Okay. The uh, the dragon and the centipede. The, the, the dragon admires the centipede. The centipede says uh, they land all over the place. You know, the, the centipede's not taking credit. But yet the centipede is envious. And when the centipede gives admiration to the snake, the snake responds with humility. You know, he says, I have a natural glide. You know, that can't be changed. What do I need feet for? You know, he, he didn't say I'm this great, wonderful. And it just goes on down. And even the wind says, and the wind says that, you know, that he's the lowest of all. So every one of them, when they're complimented, they come at the compliment with humility. They respond with humility. But yet, each of them are envious, too. That's a description of us, isn't it? They're jealous. Yeah, Yeah, that's a description of us. We, we have these parts of us that we do great with this and then other parts that we don't. It, it fits good in there and it kind of ties back to some of the previous stanzas because they are they're comparing themselves to others and they want what the others have. They don't want what they have themselves. And that's funny. I used to say that with sponsors. We always say it in, in the meetings, look for, for something that if you're looking for a sponsor, look for somebody who has what you want. I, I always say look for somebody who has what he wants because that means that they can rest in themselves and that's a beautiful thing and and sometimes as human beings we we're, we're seeking to something else and that goes back to the great and small in the beginning a little bit i think we're we're comparing uh, these things so uh, i think we're all beautiful and have something to offer that's uh, that's uh, we all have a gift right yes and we're all a mixture of this envy and humility we can be a mixture of those things and um every eye that remarks me this is the uh, the wind every wing that uses me is superior to me even though i can uproot big trees and overturn big buildings 
The true conqueror is he who is not conquered by the multitude of the small. The mind is this conqueror, but only the mind of the wise man. I'm actually glad that you said uh, about that. It's about us because my personal belief, I guess, is that wild animals are the essence of now. We hit a, uh, we hit a, a deer a few weeks back and it, it was dead. And there was that, a moment where it was just staring across the a bonnet of a car at me and I saw it, it saw me and there was nothing I could do. It did what it could do, which was run. Couldn't run fast enough, unfortunately. But I don't suppose that deer had any moment of fear in its day about being hit by a car. It was just being what it is. It was just being a deer the whole day long. So for an animal, a wild one, to feel these emotions of jealousy, I doubt they do. I think pet animals are different. Our dog is definitely very jealous of our bird. But wild ones, no. So I think that it's just it's more a metaphor for us, for the animals yeah. themselves. Definitely, definitely, Matt, definitely. So it's interesting how they all respond with humility. They find a way to be humble in their response. But yet they have envy themselves. Isn't that true humility that you can see that? Yeah, I can have this, but also I envy something else. I mean, you you can you can can you do that with without it being the ego that's trying to make you small, and then somebody else is just saying, "I I have this great gift, but I wish I could do this too." I don't know. It was just just a thought. The true conqueror is he who is not conquered by the multitude of the small. Would are we being conquered by the multitude of the small by? these small comparisons that we make with everyone else. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's part of this. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think you're right. Stop the comparing. Look for your gifts instead. Mm -hmm. I don't get those last six lines. I don't. The true conqueror is the one who is conquered by the multitude of the small. Not conquered. Not, not conquered by the multitude of the small. Who's not conquered. Oh, okay, okay. Yes, that I get. But then it says the mind is this conqueror, but only the mind of a wise man. This happens in the mind, not. In other words, we make the decision in the mind to compare. I'm thinking. Oh, yeah. Talking about the comparisons that we make. The, yeah. And not looking for our gifts, instead seeking someone else's gift. Hmm. Yeah. Well, we do that, you know, pride and egos that way. It's either pride in reverse, which is I'm less than, or pride, which is I'm more than. You know, it's one or the other. It's still mm -hmm. pride. Both are pride. Either way. But I, I think it's in us learning to look for our gifts instead of look at why we can't, why we're unhappy with ourselves. Yeah. What we wish was different about us. You know, a, probably a pretty good practice would be. If we if we had things we wished were different that we whatever the whatever that is if it's our job or whatever 
we, we start thinking, we, we put those things on a gratitude list and thank God for those things in our life. Whatever it is that we're will, unwilling to accept about ourselves. Could be some character defects, could be physical, could be anything that we obsess about, you know. Mm-hmm. If we could learn to be grateful for the things that we obsess about that we wish was different, I bet that list would go down. Yeah. The mind is this conger. I'm keeping. I'm getting stuck on that, and, and it makes me think of, of an old saying. They're saying that um, the mind is a terrible master, but a, but an excellent student or ma- an excellent servant. Terrible master, but an excellent servant. Which is, if 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 you meditate, you can kind of mm. get calm enough for that. And and I'm trying to s- see how that plays into this. Maybe I'm just going too deep into it. Don't think that much, no. buddy. Tell me that. Tell me that not to I think, think too much. To, do I have to apply Craig's saying? <laughs> there we are. What is thinking and end your problems? <laughs> Say that again. Stop thinking and end your problems. <laughs> but how about this? Uh, if it's in the mind, then the whole issue is an internal issue, not an external issue. It's not like everything out here is my problem or everything out here needs to change. Yeah, he's turning the light around, right? Yes, us, you know. I'm just confused by the phrase that says that the mind is this conqueror. Well, maybe it, that's well, a negative thing for me somehow that the mind is is the conqueror for all these things. It we're talking about the true conqueror, and then it says yeah. the mind is this conqueror is the true conqueror. In other words, the the mind is where the real change happens. Is oh okay, in yeah. the mind I think. Not in a negative context of conqueror, you know. Hmm. Molly, you're muted. I think what that is saying is the mind is the conqueror of itself. It's the conqueror of yourself. You know, to not be bothered by the small things. Hmm. Yeah, or the conqueror of your ego, the conqueror of your will, maybe. You know, the thing I envy in the other person is not, it's not the other person that's my problem. That change starts within me. Mm. It's not something for me to achieve outwardly. That it's an inward change that has to happen. Marla, you have something? No? Okay. I've got one thing I want to. If, if if I may, <laughs> the, if the thing about the centipede has got me again still. Um, the centipede was a- asked, um, uh, how do you move all those feet? How do you manage all those feet by the one-legged dragon or whatever? And he says, I don't, I don't manage them. They land <clears throat> like drops of rain or something like that. Drops of spit. Uh, Drops of spit, and so he's what what he's saying. I what I got out of that is that he's the centipede is saying they land as they may. You know, the things things go as they may. It's another way of saying going along with the waves. Sure. And, and I think the centipede is unique in this reading, isn't it? In that respect, that he um, is making the distinction between the will. 
or whatever the, the and going with the flow. I saw that a little bit in the snake too, though. He said, I have a natural glide that can't be changed. Yeah. Okay. You know, Cause yeah. he was, the centipede was envious of the snake and the snake said, I'm just doing what's natural for me. There you go. Okay. And then I may have, I may have missed something. Sorry. I, I was, I was texting. I may have missed it. Did we mention powerlessness? Yeah, we talked about that for like 10 minutes, Craig. <laughs> no, we didn't. Because really what they're all doing is admitting powerlessness. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm powerless over how my legs land. They just they just, they just do. Yeah. Mm. You know, I, I think if, if I was a centipede and I was trying to control where all those legs were going, it'd be an absolute disaster. I just, yeah, I, <laughs> yep. I, just really need, I just really need to do the first three steps that just admit the fact I'm powerless over where all these legs are going to land. <laughs> Come to believe that it's going to happen anyway and just do the third step and just let it be, let it happen. Right. And not deal with it. Um, I think the rest of them are kind of going back to that as well with the wind. I'm powerless over where I go. It's just something that I do. Mm -hmm. um, that is well. pretty good, Greg. That's actually yeah. the first three steps, and it exactly uh, of powerlessness. But then they go into step four, where they're comparing themselves to others. I think that's yeah, <laughs> yeah that's cool. That's funny. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. You're welcome. Anything else? Smartest thing you've said today. Oh, now I got two out of boys. <laughs> Oh. No, I, I think well, I, I said before he goes and has a drink. I think I said something wisdomous this morning as well, Marla. Did I not? Did I not say something? That's what I said. It's the second time you said something brilliant today. All right, okay. I'll tell you. No, don't. Make her watch the podcast. Don't don't say. Just push it in in between dinner. She won't believe you. <laughs> no, because then she may want to watch the rest of them just to find out what else I say about it. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that I notice about these discussions is how i get excited at, at the end of them i just it just really is a an uplifting experience that's good to hear yeah thank you I, me too chris the thing that got me into the dow was was the story about lao Tzu and the vinegar that makes sense it's it tastes like vinegar you don't have to go in it's bitter and all that yeah it's, exactly yeah that got me too dennis that was what got me but isn't it funny because the normal human reaction is that we go towards our emotion first. This is what we see things like. Is it good or is it bad? Do I like it or don't I like it? Before we go straight to the truth, this is what it is. That's interesting that that's how we normally are wired as human beings. We don't want to accept things as they are. We, we want to make them different. Yeah. And that yeah. starts within. You know, that change is a, a change from within, not changing the things that we out here so that we're not around anything that we want to make different. We don't change our life to where there's nothing that challenges us. Mm. We change us to where we can accept challenges. Yeah. That's yeah. the whole point. That's yeah. So we can stay sober. So we can have a great life. Yeah. I think, remember when we had that odd thing at the, when we had the store buddy, when uh, when everybody we we had this thing and we were we were painting our emotions and uh, everybody want to paint happy and good emotions and it kind of irritated them a little bit. What about the bad emotions? I mean, what about anger? What about uh, depression? Paint that too. It's a part of us. We kind of want to because we're afraid of it, so we want to 
seek towards the positive. But sure. like it says here, you can't have one without the other, right? It really is. We have to accept both, right? Because yes. it seems to me the problem is resisting those feelings is what causes our issues. It's not, I mean, we're going to have those feelings. So we, we have to accept them all, not just the good ones and repress the bad ones. You know, we accept them all and let them go because we can get as obsessed with seeking happiness as we can with resisting fear. Mm. Just accept that's, what's yeah. coming for the moment, you know? That's that's something that, that comes out greatly as a letting go book. It's just recognizing your feelings not as good or bad. They are just feelings there for a reason. Um, and without one, you're not going to have the other. Without sadness, you're not going to know happiness or vice versa. So that's that's that's, that's a good resource if you're, if you're looking at emotions. And I personally felt a lot of gratefulness. I've got feelings. Yay! Because <laughs> I never used to have them. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then you start feeling them. You're like, oh, no. <laughs> right. But that's a good point, Matt. Now we have feelings. They say the good news is you get your feelings back. The bad news is you get your feelings back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Anything else, guys, before we close? No, great meeting. Well done. No, great comments, Craig. You made the meeting today. Thank you so much. No, no, it's, it's not about me. It's about you guys. That's true. Reality. Now, where's the envy? Seriously, is there any envy in that? No, not at all. I have too high expectations of it now. Every time you you speak, Greg, I expect something <laughs> now. So watch no, out. March eleventh. <laughs> Come back in in April, and you'll get some more. He he spent for the month, I think, probably. <laughs> He's done. He's done. Up with all his ideas now. Check him up in, in April. Yeah, He'll April filled up again. All right, guys. If nothing else, you guys have a great week. Thank Thanks, you. buddy. Thank you. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery. 